founder of Eloqua grew that, then eventually left, still saw a big financial windfall when obviously it exited. Now he's building Influitive, launched in 2010. They raised $50 million of capital, 125 folks, uh, really helping you build stronger uh, and help basically help you inf uh, get influencers, customers, and everyone else to give you better reviews and incentivize them to talk about you and share their stories. Again, over 50 million raised, growing about 50% year over year, doing uh, over $10 million in ARR now. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year -year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Mark Organ. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Influitive, helping companies mobilize their advocates to produce massive increases in referral leads, reference calls, social media participation, and more. He revolutionized B2B marketing as the founding CEO of Eloqua, which you guys uh, may or may not have heard of, the world leader in marketing automation software, which was acquired by Oracle for $871 million. In between, he was the go-to-market consultant for SaaS companies in North America and Asia. Mark, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. So, Finish the Eloqua story for a second before we get into Influitive. What happened there? Did you stay with Eloqua through the exit, or did you leave? What, what went on? I didn't. No, I, I left I left earlier. Um, so I got the company to around 20 million sales, under 65 people. And, uh, you know, and then uh, another CEO actually took over for me and, and was the person who took it public. So, um, you know, it's which is, which is interesting. It's actually one of the things that has me pretty fired up this time around. I really want to ring that, that NASDAQ bell. Well, Mark, come on. Give me, give me the scoop here. I mean, you don't just leave a company and grew that fast. So what was the reasoning there? Did the board force you out? The investors didn't like you? You didn't like what was happening? What happened? Yeah, look, so I'm like a 33-year-old guy running a company with 165 people around the world. Um, and uh, look, that was before the age of Zuckerberg and all <laughs> these other, frankly, amazing founder CEOs. So I, I think I think you know VCs have, have really begun to appreciate the value of founders, right? So founders don't, um, you know, they're, they're, they may be missing some of what a professional manager can bring, but they can often more than make up for it with their passion and their vision ability to see laterally and, and, and this sort of thing. So I think that, that fashion's actually changed quite a lot. So Mark, just to be clear, it was the VCs. They're raising more capital. They're saying, hey, Mark, sorry, man, we got to bring in, uh, you know, someone, a parent to run the company and you you can't do it. Yeah, it's like you don't have enough gray hair there, man. Exactly. We got to go, go find all those tall, good-looking yep. guys with gray hair. On Mark, I think you're good-looking. There's no, there's, yeah. there's no shame in that. Okay, so I understand. Now, last question before I move forward to Influitive. Did you get a meaningful financial exit from the company? 
I did. Yeah, okay, it ended good. Up being pretty, ended up being pretty good for me. So, you know, still a shareholder of the company. And, oh, that's great. And so that, so that, that worked out um, pretty well and uh, allowed me to basically start this, this new company and have a pretty good lifestyle. So tell me about Influitive. What's it do and how do you make money? Yeah. So at Influitive, we help companies grow by uh, getting a lot more value out of their happy customers. Right? So you think about it, every, every company's got happy customers or should have happy customers, um, but are they getting the most out of it, right? So these days we need a lot more in the way of referral leads, we need to get their stories, um, you know, we need to help have customers help out close deals, um, especially in B2B, which is where we focus. And, um, uh, so this is a problem that I want to solve. And actually, I, I learned about this while I was at Eloqua. I just saw how important it was to have mobilized customers in order to make buyers purchase faster. Um, but the challenge was that the experience of being advocates is not always that great. Right? You've got people calling you and say, hey, can you, can you help us close a deal over here? Or can you, can you give us a couple of referrals looking to grow? Um, so the, the gap that I saw was in making a, a much better, much more fun and rewarding experience for these advocates. So what we do is we create these communities where companies invite their customer advocates into there. It's like a VIP club for their best customers. And we make them feel like a million bucks and they get to network with each other and we, we gamify the process of advocating. Now, so people get points for a successful referral, for example, or for telling their story successfully. And, and if more people sort of read their guest blog posts then they get more points over time. We've, we've made it you know, as fun as like the best mobile games out there. And so it's really engaging and fun. Um, what do people pay you? Really what, do, what do they pay you on average? I like that. I love the business. It makes complete sense to me. Yeah. So on average, we get about fifty thousand dollars a year from our customers, and that, there's quite a range there. We have some customers that pay uh, pay quite a bit less. I mean, we have some customers that are uh, you know, as low as sort of fifteen thousand dollars a year, and then we have some really big customers like IBM and Salesforce, Adobe, Oracle. Uh, How many customers work with you today, Mark? So about two hundred and seventy customers. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's so, a healthy amount. It's, it's a healthy amount. And again, there's a range from, you know, the, the IBMs and Oracles of the world, which pay us a quarter million dollars plus a year, all the way down to, you know, small startups that we work with. And where are you at today? Like last month, what was revenue? Uh, we, don't, we don't disclose revenue, but it's north of 10 million. Uh, in terms of ARR? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're north of 10 million and our, our goal is to get to 100 million in the next four years. Yeah, that generally makes sense. I mean, if you have a $50,000 annual contract value and 270 employees, you know, you're doing about 1.1 million a month. Uh, if those numbers are generally accurate, which puts you above that 10 million rate, how long do you think it'll take you to get to 100? Uh, I think it would be four to five years. Okay, makes good sense now. Uh, and obviously, you've you've already done this or at least done the seed version of this, right? So what uh, what year did you found this company in? So I found this company in 2010, okay. um, and uh, I actually got farther than than this in terms of ARR at Eloqua. So I still feel pretty comfortable in in my job. As soon as we hit 20 million, it's going to be all new for me. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> that'll be good. Um, did you yeah, raise? So did you raise for this company, or you bootstrapped it and funded it yourself? Yeah, yeah. I raised. So there's I raised about 50 million dollars. One five uh, or five zero. Company. Five, five zero. Um, so it's uh, it's a fair chunk. We still have we still have quite a bit. Come on, Mark. I thought the VCs are the ones that kicked you out at Eloqua, and you go and raise fifty million. What the hell are you thinking? Uh, you know, the software business, the way that it is, is um, you know, there's a reason why VCs exist, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and that is, like, the software business is a winner take all, or at least a winner take most. 
type of business. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting. Like in early days of the company, I was funding it myself. And after a while, I was just, you know, I, I like getting checks. I don't <laughs> really love writing checks. So after sort of a quarter million in, uh, and frankly, once we validated the market, like we had, we had, you know, a couple of prototypes, we had some early revenue. Um, you know, I raised, uh, I raised a seed round, a small round, like quarter million dollars. Um, and then a year and a half later, I wanted to hire a VP of marketing and we were, we needed to pay him a real salary. Um, and, uh, so I looked to raise another 350 K like just enough to kind of hire him and pay some other expenses. And that round just kind of went bananas and, and we ended up raising almost 4 million as a result. And at that point we were just on rails yeah. right? and, um, you know, we had to decide on what, what our goal goals were. And, and for me, whether I wanted to be rich or I wanted to be King and I decided I'd much rather be rich than King. You can be a rich um, King Mark. You can have it all. You can't have it all. It is, it is, it is difficult, but yes, you can't have it all. So How fast just, is, is this company growing compared to Eloqua? So it take, took you, I guess, if you founded this in 2010, it took you about six or seven years to hit 10 million in ARR. Is that faster or slower than Eloqua? Yeah, so it's faster, okay. and, and which you would hope it would be considering that um, uh, we bootstrapped Eloqua quite a bit in early days. So, so yeah, we are growing, we are growing a little bit faster. Um, although, frankly, not... Considering the money we raised, not as fast as I think we'd like or we should be. Well, like what was in, so we kind of know where you're at now, but like in December, at the end of last year, December 2016, what were you at in terms of ARR? Oh, I don't Do know. Do you remember? Uh, is that really important? I don't well, know. Well, yeah, because because growth rates are, I mean, that's one of the things VCs obviously look at is year over year growth rates. So if you tell me in December you were, last year you were at like 8 million in ARR and now you're past 10, like it helps us understand growth. Yeah, I mean, we don't really talk publicly about our growth rates, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, we we've been we've been averaging more than fifty percent year over year. Right? Got it. So, and it's it's been a relatively uh, relatively steady clip. I will say that you know, north of ten million, the growth has definitely gotten harder. I mean, there's bigger numbers, of yep. course, that you have to do. Um, so we we did make the decision last year that we're going to grow more slowly but we would also get much closer profitability um and and we've had you know a, a cash flow positive month a couple months ago and i think we're going to have another one again um so yeah that's one of the decisions that we made i think there's still some work wait to mark do how are you how are you cash flow positive with so much money raised are you not using that money it's just sitting in the bank uh, a lot of it, some of this, in the, yeah, we're, we're not cash flow positive every month. So we had, we had one month cash flow positive. We're sort of flirting with the line. Um, the, the reason is, is that I don't think we have everything completely figured out, right? Yeah. So if I were to hire, try to double my sales force. Um, What's it at now? What's your team size and how many of them are sales? The, the, so we have 125 people and we have eight that are in sales. Um, so it's pretty small, um, eight that are closers. Then we have a bunch of SDRs, BDRs that open deals, but eight closers. So pretty, pretty modest sales team. Um, you know, my philosophy is I want all the sales guys to make money. And so that's, that's a good philosophy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, well, you know, it's interesting. I was, I was just reading a stat today from Jim Dickey that, um, quota attainment rates have never been this low ever. Really? Uh, so yeah. What are they the at? Average, the average, the average quota attainment rate. From his uh, and Jim, Jim, um, I try to remember the name of his group, but he basically Jim, Jim studies sales forces and their effectiveness, 
Um, and it's about 52% in wow. 2017. So versus, you know, being 75% a decade ago. So what's happening is, I, I think what's happening is there's, um, there's inflation, there's salary inflation in the market. Uh, companies are responding by increasing quotas. Um, and it's just not possible. It's not possible for sales reps to hit their, hit those numbers. And, and I think that sets up, I think that sets up, you know, um, some, you know, some bad juju in companies. Yeah. You, you then you've got, you know, your best reps that may not be hitting numbers. They feel like failures. They don't have enough leads. They leave the company. You're stuck with the worst reps that you can't get rid of because then you have no sales at all. Right. And, and I mean, I, I don't know how many times you, I've seen that. Mark, what pattern. are you what are you adding in your salespeople's salaries and like their close rates and stuff fully weighted? What are you paying to acquire customers? Um, or do you care about that number? Is that something you track? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think that this is good. This interview is going to be like just going through our stats and stuff. Um, but well, did you uh, listen? Well, did so you listen? Did you did you listen to any of the other episodes before you came on? I didn't come on mark out. no i'm just messing with you out. if you don't want to share it that's fine but it is, is it is instructive especially considering your background yeah so you say like what is like what do we pay our sales no no no, no 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 not not what not what salaries are what do you what do you pay to acquire customers fully weighted so including you know dividing in the salaries of the sales team plus your paid spend all that yeah, so our and it, it CAC is sort of complicated because it depends on we have a we have a couple different products and there's some that are less expensive than others, but you know our CAC is about forty thousand bucks. Okay, they're about to acquire a customer and and a customer to us is worth uh, somewhere between a hundred and two hundred k a year, depending on what products that they're buying and sort of thing. But again, it's different for enterprise versus SMB and, and so it's, it's complicated, but that's, that's approximately what the, what the um, stats are like. And what do you generally try and optimize your, your, pay, your payback period for? Um, so your payback period is not like, it's not a main thing to optimize. So if we're getting payback in about a year, we're pretty happy. Um, even, even up to 15 months. Uh, I, I think what's what we're really trying to solve for now is more on the LTV side and making sure that we win the right customers and we onboard them properly and that um, we make them successful faster. That's really what the company's focused on. And, and talking to a lot of other SaaS CEOs, it's kind of what they're focused on too, especially in the marketing software industry. Like there's 5,000 other companies that are selling marketing software. And churn is super high. And yeah, exactly. So people look at um, the competition in marketing software as, as a big CAC issue, which it is like you do have to break through the noise, but I think it's just as much as an LTV issue. Cause there, there are a lot of CMOs out there that'll just, you know, they have an experimental budget and they're going to buy like 12 SaaS things. And then they're, they know they're going to cut at least 50% of them yep. after a year. So you've got to make sure that you are driving a lot of value in quickly if you want to make the cut uh, now. So I, that's a big change I've seen between here and Fluid at, at Elkhart. When I was running Eloqua, there's probably like maybe 20 marketing software companies in the entire world at that point like that were at all sort of relevant compared to us. 
And, and we've gone from 20 to like 5,000. No, it's amazing. You see that in the Lumascape and these other reports. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are just one word answers. Uh, number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, favorite book is oh, so many, but let's go with uh, Getting to Yes, which I read recently. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Is there a city? A CEO. Oh, a CEO that, that I'm following. Well, uh, looking forward to see what the Dara does at Uber. That's fascinating. <laughs> it's, a tough, it's a tough job. It is, and tough circumstance. Uh, number three, is there besides your own, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Uh, <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying to, trying to prime HostGator. Um, HostGator loves me. They pay me a lot of money to sponsor, and I use them, so I always stick them in there. But, yeah, just your favorite online tool. Can't come with – you know what? Uh it's, it's probably it's probably LinkedIn, to be honest. I use it all the time. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six. So, okay, that's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, married, two kids. Two, okay, and how old are you? Uh, how, how are I? How, how, are how I? old are you, yeah. Oh, me, I'm 44. 44. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. So last question, take us back 24 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I wish my 20 year old self knew the, how important it was to build real relationships with people. And, and, um, I wish that I spent a lot more time uh, doing that and learning how to do that really well. There you guys have it from Mark, one of the uh, the founder of Eloqua, grew that, then eventually left, still saw a big financial windfall when obviously it exited. Now he's building Influitive, launched in 2010. They raised $50 million of capital, 125 folks, uh, really helping you build stronger uh, and help basically help you inf uh, get influencers, customers, and everyone else to give you better reviews and incentivize them to talk about you and share their stories. Again, over $50 million raised, growing about 50% year over year, doing uh, over $10 million in ARR now. Mark, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great day.